Welcome to the Faith and Mental Health Podcast. My name is Kelsey Newsom. I work as a macro social worker in West Michigan. And I'm Bruce Vendrager. I work as Executive Director of Pastoral Services for an organization in West Michigan called Hope Network. Together, we are the hosts of the Faith and Mental Health Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bearing Hope, a collaborative group made up of the Christian Reformed Church in North America, the Reformed Church in America, Hope Network, Pine Rest Christian Mental Health Services, and the Mental Health Foundation of West Michigan, Be Nice. We believe, particularly now, it is vital to begin conversations about mental health and faith. Together, we will explore questions and topics about leadership while also maintaining mental health, leading others who are new to understanding mental health, parenting through mental health, and so much more. We are concerned about thoughtfulness around mental health as it relates to all aspects of life and faith. Welcome to the Faith and Mental Health Podcast. We are uh, delighted to have with us Jeff Elhart, uh, who identifies himself as the playground director of Elhart Automotive Campus in Holland, Michigan. And uh, Jeff will be speaking to us about the Be Nice program, which uh, was also highlighted in episode two of our series, uh, and how he employs that in the workplace setting. And uh, we're also pleased to have with us one of his employees, Mike, who will share his personal story and journey with, uh, with mental health um, challenges. So we'd like to begin, Jeff, um, if you would just kind of introduce yourself and uh, say a little bit how you how you did get involved with um, with the Be Nice program in particular, uh, with suicide awareness uh, prevention um, and, and the things of that nature. Sure. Yeah, my name is Jeff Elhart. Uh, I uh, live in Holland, Michigan, and uh, I'm a second generation car dealer. Uh, we, we Next month, we'll be celebrating 56 years in business um, in this industry. Uh, been married 41 years, uh, attended uh, RCA churches um, for a number of years, was married in a uh, RCA church 41 years ago. And um, uh, unfortunately, due to uh, my brother's uh, depression, which was a relatively short period of time of his, of his ailment, um, that uh, we lost him to suicide on March 27, 2015. Uh, and at that moment, uh, I just felt like there was uh, there was something I was missing. I, I, I noticed I knew he was dealing with depression. I I, I did uh, a couple of things in terms of trying to protect him, but I I missed uh, the answer, and so I was looking for that answer. I didn't want to start anything. I just want to collaborate with experts in the field. And um, two months later, I met uh, Christy Buck, the executive director of the Mental Health Foundation of West Michigan. And at the same time, I was working on an acronym using the word depression in trying to get to a action plan to help educate people on mental illness awareness and suicide prevention education. So, um, and my wife said, when I showed her that, she said, that's great, but you need something simple like a stop, drop and roll. And that's when Christy Buck came into our life and um, she introduced the Be Nice Action Plan program to me. And I said, what does it mean? Notice, invite, challenge, power. I applied it to my brother's life. And I said, bingo, that's it. Because Wayne was a very nice guy and a funny guy. Mm-hmm. 
And so we uh, embraced it, uh, Mike, as well as the other 110 employees. And it's been part of our culture for the last uh, uh, five years, six, going on six years, uh, to bring mental illness awareness and suicide prevention education into the culture of our business. As you brought it into uh, into your business setting, you uh, go through training with all your employees or um, how did you employ that? Yeah, we were the first business uh, that the Mental Health Foundation beta tested, if you will, the Be Nice Action Plan and programming into a workplace. And they were uh, quite heavily involved in uh, bringing that action plan into K through 12 students in schools, but never into a business setting. So uh, we did it by having uh, two uh, lunch and learns uh, during our lunch hour, actually in, in Mike's department in our collision center, where we have a large uh, conference area and uh, people went through an hour long class uh, instructed by the Mental Health Foundation of West Michigan on uh what it is to be aware, be aware that one in five of us that live in this country are dealing with a mental health disorder and most likely it's depression or anxiety. And in today's world with the pandemic, that's triple or doubled or tripled in terms of the people that are dealing with anxiety or depression. So it was a lunch and learn and, and it was amazing that after that, that hour that I would say we had 10% of our employees come forward to say that I'm dealing with this or my brother or my relative or my loved one. Um, and uh, that became the impetus to, uh, to create a Be Nice Champion team, which we took those 10 or 12 people and then they met to say how we could implement Be Nice throughout our, our business not only to our employees, but also employees' families and our customers as well. And um, that has lived on uh, since that time. And each month we have an employee meeting. And one of the first things we do is we talk about, okay, what does N stand for? What does I stand for? What does mm. S stand for? What's E stand for? And then we'll even ask uh, by a raise of hands, how many people have used notice? How many people have noticed what's right and good about someone? And then how many have noticed what's different about their behavior? How many is, have you then taken that notice to invite yourself to have a loving, caring conversation about what you've noticed about that individual that's different and it's changed? And then third is how many, how many of you have, by raise of hand, have challenged the stigma by even asking, asking the tough question, are you thinking of killing yourself? And finally, how many of you actually gone on to help empower yourself to get the, uh, the person that's struggling professional help? And um, uh, two-thirds of our people have used notice, have used I to invite. 50%, maybe 40% challenge in at least a third of our employees have at one point in time or another, and Mike is a, a, a super example of how to take the notice of somebody's change in their behavior all the way to asking as, as late as last night that Mike may, might get it. Are you thinking of killing yourself to getting professional help? Wow. So it's, it's really part of the mission statement of, uh, if you will, of, of your business is to, um, 
you know, to keep it present like that on a monthly basis, that's phenomenal. Well, the number one disability worldwide is anxiety and depression. And so, you know, we're no different. And the other thing is, is that adult males of 35 to 65 are make up um, 58% of those people that die by suicide. And so that's right in the heart of our employee base. And so uh, it's very important also for children, 14 to 24. Um, there's very suspect, obviously, with, with the way that they communicate today with the social media, et cetera. But, um, you know, it's our, I think it's our responsibility to equip our, our people. But it, it's my brother's um, unfortunate death and then his le- letter that later we found 16 months after he died that he asked, um, he, he said, Kathy, family and friends, Kathy, his wife, um, I love you all. This depression has gotten the best of me. Please help others overcome this illness and depression. God, please use me to help others sign Wayne. So that's Mike and my mission is to carry out Wayne's wishes. So Mike, what is your role with uh, within the, the agency, within the Be Nice program and implementing it? Are you... Um like a, a captain or a champion or what is the term that you use and, and you know well I, there's no specific uh title i think we're all champions here um at the dealership and on the campus i've used uh be nice uh, multiple times uh here at alhart and also in my personal life um but i think to say you know there's you know this one person or this person uh, Jeff has empowered all of us here um, at, at Elhart to um, take it and run with it and use it. Um, that's what it's there for, um, you know, and, and that's what's taught here at Elhart, and that's what the entire Elhart team has bought into. So um, I, I'm no more or less uh, more of a champion or important than anybody else uh, that 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 works for Jeff. Um, and I think that is a, the absolute best way um, to, to carry this, this message um, and this action plan through. Um, so uh, I'm just as equal as everybody else. What have you guys noticed in terms of like the, the cultural shift that I would imagine takes place once you start implementing something like Be Nice? Um, what has that done for like, morale and sense of team in your organization? Definitely has, has opened uh, a lot of communication channels up. Um, I, for one, um, wasn't always the most open person uh, for whether it be personal or, or just anything for that matter. Um, but it brings that level to level of being comfortable with each other and not having to be, you know, with an employee or a coworker. Um, you know, we need to know, you know, your personal life, best friends, you know, so on and so forth, but really connecting and really opening that channel to be able to, to talk about things that normally you wouldn't have uh, ever felt comfortable talking about, or even were aware of. Um, I know from a, from a leadership level, um, it has allowed me personally to adapt to different people and manage differently for each individual. Everybody's different. 
Uh, everybody responds to a, a certain way. And a lot of what I have found, um, we all communicate differently and need different levels and, and tools of communication. Um, so everything is just so open here. Um, nothing is taboo. Um, if people are hurting, if people are struggling, um, if people are having a hard time, um, there's no situation of, I don't know who to go to. I don't know who to talk to. I think stories tell a lot. And, you know, Mike has been very open about this. And uh, so Mike is our, is one of our key managers. We have uh, half a dozen key managers that run our, our business of 110 employees. And he runs, he's got the largest uh, employee base runs our collision department, fixes cars, body shop, and detail department, and our rental car agency. So, uh, but there was a time in his life that he was he was ready to take his life. And uh, our general manager, who he works for and works for me, um, Mike reached out to uh, our general manager and he needed help, but he knew enough, fortunately, because of the be nice, because he's educated with be nice, that he knew he wasn't in a good spot. And fortunately for that action that Mike took it upon himself to reach out to a coworker, his boss, and say, I'm going to take my life. And today he's sitting with us and he's received counseling because uh, his boss, his general manager, myself helped him through that process and empowered ourselves to help him get that professional help. And, you know, today he's a great practitioner of be nice with his employees. And I'd like you to just share, you know, not that you have to name names that you have a couple of employees that you've, you've dealt with in the same manner. Right. Uh, and, and I will say back to real quick to, to what Jeff just said, um, again, I, I wasn't and haven't always been the most open person. I have a close relationship with my family, um, parents and, and children and, and stuff like that. When my situation um, kind of came to a head uh, at the end of 2017, um, it was my boss that I reached out and, and before I even said something to my own parents, uh, again, who I have a great relationship with. And I think more so is because I know I can relate and my boss is going to understand not that my parents wouldn't, but it'd just be a way different conversation. Um, so um, just to, again, to have that channel of communication there was, um, uh, was unbelievable. The several departments and the people that, that, that I manage and lead, I have a lot of younger um, adults um, and there's been um, two or three young men uh, that have, um, for, for different reasons, ha have struggled, um, whether it was uh, family life, whether it was drugs or alcohol, whether, whether it was just making bad decisions uh, in their personal life that may have led to legal issues um, and, and things of that nature, uh, but still came to work every day and, and still punched the clock and, and did a great job for us. But the whole end part of be nice, the notice, you just see something isn't there. Something is wrong. Something's a matter. Um, there's a, a something could happen that um, 
is totally out of character. Um, and to be able to see that physically and, and visually um, and not have to think twice about it and say something's just not right, we need to, you know, we need to communicate and address and, and see, see what's going on. Um, a recent person that we were dealing with is we've done, we've all put our hearts into it, into this young man. And at the end of the day, I said about a week ago, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's what I mean by, you know, you can only do so much. Um, but we have definitely made a positive impact in, in these, these, these young, young men's life. And um, they're better for it. Really, it, it took a little while, took some bumps in the road and, and taking, you know, three steps back to go one step forward. Um, but it's now become, it, it's literally, here's the playbook. This is what you do. Um, and there's no second thought of implementing that. And it's not nothing we can't talk about. I think that's really important. The way I like the way you phrase it as a playbook. So I think be nice offers a framework, um, that so many of us are looking for like, so we're on board. We believe mental health is important, but now what? So with this podcast, our target audience is faith leaders. So a large portion of that will be pastors, church staff, but we also expect a lot of our listeners to be just volunteer faith leaders in some form, whatever that looks like for them. Um, and I think one of the, the bridges that we have to build between faith and mental health and you know, like living it out is the workplace. So a lot of times we feel like we can't have conversations on faith, can't have conversations on mental health at work. And so I think what you guys are talking about is a really clear example of how we can make that work. And so I know, Jeff, that this is unique because you are the owner. Um, and so you get to set that standard. But I'm wondering if you have anything to say to people who are listening, um, who are wondering how to take all of these things that they're hearing and feeling and how to put them into action. Yeah, I, I'd love to. It was January, 2016. It was eight months after my brother died and I invited nine pastors to come over and have a lunch with me at the dealership. They happen to be all RCA and CRC pastors, by the way. And, and I, I'm not gonna say who they are or where they're from, but we broke up into small, two small groups, told them what we were doing with the Be Nice Action Plan. Now, mind you, this was six years ago uh, or five years ago. And, uh, and a lot of progress has been made in this arena that we're talking about just in the last five years. But as we broke up into small groups, there's two comments that came out of those two small groups I'll never forget. And one pastor said, you know, we don't think it's our business to get into your business. And the other one was, you know, if we, if you, people know that you're marked with depression, you're marked for life. And I took those, absorbed them, and had to give it the 24-hour rule before I reacted. But, you know, that's, that was a stigma then. It can't be the stigma now. We need to embrace it in a simple fashion. 
And the most simple fashion you can do it is through this action plan called Be Nice. Notice, invite, challenge, and empower. And at Christ Moral Church in Holland, uh, they've been doing three years now, during the month of May, the National Mental Health Awareness Month, a four-week sermon series on N-I-C-E on Elijah's life and um, in uh, David's life. And I mean, the stories are endless in the Bible in terms of um, noticing, inviting, challenging, and power. The, the parable of the Good Samaritan is a beautiful example, right, of, of how people could be observers versus someone actually taking action and the Good Samaritan and putting him on the donkey and helping him to the end, noticing something was wrong, inviting himself to help this dirty, potentially dangerous person, taking him to the inn and giving the, the innkeeper money to take further care for him. And I'll be back to check on him later if you need more. I mean, that's a perfect example of how NICE works in the church. And, and I will have to admit that after my brother died, um, I wanted to bring mental illness awareness and suicide prevention education to the greater West Michigan area. And I was looking for the tool. The tool became Be Nice. But the first community that I went to was the church. And fortunately, our church was willing to jump on board. But uh, there were no other. I mean, I had one church that was willing to jump on board and talk about uh, mental illness awareness and suicide prevention education. In uh, Christ Moral Church, I, I have to give uh, hands down credit and the RCA and the CRC, frankly, uh, Terry and Mark uh, um, in the Disability Networks have done wonderfully. The faith leaders, the youth leaders. The neat thing about this is there's a lots, there are a lot of different learning tools available around the world. I got an uh, email from Australia last night um, that they have their own program. He's interested in knowing about ours. And, but I, I'm gonna tell you, there is nothing more simple. It is a stop, drop and roll. Everybody in our workplace can use it and we do use it. So to answer your question, keep it simple because as I got into this, and I read all the books under the world on, on suicide prevention and mental illness. And I too deal with depression and anxiety. I'm, I'm medicated for it and I'm fine. I've been that way for the last 11 years. But um, the more simple you make it, the easier it is to administer the help. And the best way to, um, I think we started this off, you know, what does depression or anxiety feel like? You know what it feels like? And this is how what I learned from the Van Andel Institute, which has a research center on depression. If you take the symptoms of influenza and depression and put them side by side, they're almost identical. So let me ask you a question. When you had a bad case of the flu, not the COVID-19, but the flu, you were just imagine where you were. You're curled up in a ball on your couch or on the bed. You couldn't stay warm enough. Hopelessness, helplessness fills your mind. But you know 
The good news is going to be done in about two, three, four, five days. Well, depression, there's no end in sight. But there can be end in sight because mental illness is probably the most treatable disease and suicide is probably the most preventable death, given a simple action plan like Be Nice. So you bring up COVID and it makes me wonder, how has this looked in the last year? So are you using Be Nice more? Um, has noticing evolved at all in the workplace? Have you noticed anything different? Well, I'll start out and I'll let Mike help. Um, there's a there's a, uh, a book called Good Grief. I actually picked it up at a church, um, uh, Christ Fellowship Church in Florida that we attend in, in the wintertime. And it talks about the 10 steps of grieving, but how to grieve well uh, and recognize that when you're grieving, when going through COVID, for instance, we had to lay off 72 out of our 110 employees on March 23, 2020. Uh, very difficult, obviously, but we broke the team into smaller groups. And we said, you know, the, this is the first time that we've been, you've been laid off in your job, uh, certainly in our company, but uh, probably ever. And for most of us, it's going to be something new and we're, we're, we're not going to know how to deal with it. So there's going to be a lot of feelings that you're going to have. You're going to grieve in different ways. You're going to be angry. You're going to be depressed. You're going to uh, be full of anxiety because we just don't know what the future may hold. Um, and so we communicated with them on the 10 steps of grieving because we knew during those first couple of weeks that we were just I don't know how strong, I don't care how strong you are, but we just needed to prepare and equip our employees to know how to deal with these, these uh, kind of 10 emotions while grieving. Using the Be Nice program uh, through this past year with, with the pandemic, and um, like Jeff said, a lot of unprecedented times here at the dealership, and for probably, I would say, the good majority of, of all our employees. Um, Again, it, it opens up that that communication is there. It doesn't put it doesn't allow people or let people feel like they're on an island, you know, and they're all by themselves and they're just dealing going. I can't speak to anybody about it. So, um, you know, again, everybody deals with that type of stuff and, and grief um, in different ways. But even though many of us were not here, we were still on the phone with each other. Um, text messaging each other, whether it was somebody needed help, um, whether it was a, a, a depression or anxiety thing, or how do I handle my unemployment? Um, I think prior to the Be Nice program here at Elhart, you wouldn't have had that. And I think the struggle would have been greater for our employees um, going through this this past year and as we still go through it. Um, but as each day that goes by and every time we go through something bad um, as a group, as a dealership, um, as um, it always brings us together. It makes us stronger. Um, and people who normally would not come out of the woodwork because they're so in their shell and, and they don't feel comfortable letting it out there. Um, those people have come out, they've come out of the woodwork and they feel comfortable doing so. And uh, 
there isn't that stigma. Uh, there isn't that taboo. Um, and, you know, we're all in it together and we're all here for each other. Um, whether it's a 18 year old who's, uh, you know, who washes cars or, a you know, a 50 year old veteran who's been doing this their entire life. That's, you know, uh, you know, a high level manager. Um, we were able to, and feel comfortable sharing those tough times. Um, and I think that's what allowed us to bounce back uh, as soon as we were able to, to all come back and, and, and get back into the, the rut and um, shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. That's just kind of how it is around here. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for uh, sharing the Be Nice action plan in the workplace setting. We're just uh, grateful that it's been such an effective tool, um, a plan, an action plan, and um, appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for the opportunity.